All right, this is a new episode of Bible Talk, and please help me join my guest, Jay. Welcome back, Jay. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is just be a normal interview like the the ones I used to. But first of all, how are you, Jay? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. How's everything going? Um, everything is going great. Great. You know, your usual. Your one usual. thing, one thing is done, and then another battle appears. Yeah, and that's how the devil attacks you in many ways. Yeah, and people don't know that. Yeah, but I, I find it good because that way you know you're you're doing something right. Because I would be worried. Because there's um, I would be worried if, if my whole entire you know week would be peaceful. Because that means I'm probably not doing something I should be. Yes, and there's a quote that that says that. The enemy attacks you when you're doing something right, but when mm-hmm. you're doing wrong, he leaves you alone. Because yeah. the enemy wants, wants to drag as many people down with him as possible. So, God will be displeased. Yeah. Um, I was remembering that. Um, I don't know if you... Um, there's a brother at church that we were talking, and he told me something like that, very similar, that many times... Uh, we really do mind the battle. Sometimes we kind of complain, but then it's a sign that we're we're on the right path. And he said, "Be worried when nothing is being when you're not being attacked, because that means yeah. you're you you, you stop doing something that the Lord has yeah. put in you." And and there's this. I want to get your opinion on this because mm-hmm. people say, "Oh, you're Christian. You must be a good two shoes, or you have all this easy." Mm-hmm. But in reality, so we have it hard. Because, yeah. let's say, when you're in the right path with God, when you're talking, things will come at instance and try to throw you off. Yeah. And like, then you then you start questioning, or oh, is this really good? Or is, is, God, is God good because I follow him and there's always pain and suffering? Mm-hmm. People always bring up that. If God is so loving, then why does he let the bad things happen? Yeah, I've heard that one a lot too. And it's like, what I, what I say, this is what I say from my personal opinion as well, is that are those people, have they given their life to God? Many times it's like, let's say, if, let's go to the Bible in Exodus. All those things happened for a reason. All those plagues, all, all everything was for a reason. And then People, it's really hard for people who don't know God on a personal level to understand such a question or to answer such a question because you're looking at it from a very superficial way. Like, why is God bad? It, it's not that he's bad. It's just that everything that he does is for a reason. Let's say said person, let's say it said, said child, because I've heard this one before. Let's say a child um, died a very um, unfortunate way. People ask, why did God let him die? Why did he let this happen? Why this? Because maybe in the future, that child, that child would have committed something not good unto the eyes of the Lord. And by having his life shortened at that age where he's innocent and has favor in God's eyes, it's better for him to join the Lord's presence rather than later have, you know. And then lose it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's weird how they say that 
everything has a certain place and everything is a certain way as it is. Mm-hmm. This, this is why I always bring up when people say that God's not real, then action must not be real because it needs a certain amount of protons yeah. and for us to beat it in so it won't harm us. The gravity must be precise for us to not flow away and towards the sun. Mm-hmm. So many people question that and don't choose not choose to believe it, but now now more than ever prophecies are being fulfilled. Yeah. And people choose not to see it in a spiritual sense. They choose to say, oh, that's good because this is happening or that's bad because something is going on. Mm-hmm. But in reality, those prophecies were written and told thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now, since we're in the end times, they're being fulfilled. Yeah. Again, again, it's people who don't don't know the word of God who just say, oh, it's all happening because of humankind. It's not. It's It's been prophesied. It's like you said, I don't know how to say the word prophet. Prophesized. Prophesized. There you go. Thank you. Um, in the in the word of god but some people just you know they say oh that's it's just a religion it's it's not true yeah but, um i i like to think that one day hopefully they have their own experience with god that way they can acknowledge the creation of god because it's like you said like everything is everything in this world has been made precise exactly to be precise like one time i had a discussion this was in high school with a friend who is a big atheist and we were talking about evolution and i was telling him that i strongly believe that we came from adam and eve and he's like that can't be possible because there's there's proof of evolution of the monkey i'm like i'm like well look you you get you see this the evolution the evolution however how come we're no different from from those animals like as in how come they haven't evolved sure we've evolved but what about those who are in the zoos um, why haven't they evolved over the years? How come they've kept the same? And maybe it sounds a little, a little, how do you say it, Ralph? Like, but a little close-minded, maybe. But that's what I think. And then we, uh, t- uh, then we talked about the Big Bang. That was the one thing that really solidified, solidified it. Um, we talked about the Big Bang, and he was being very stubborn on how who created the Big Bang, huh? It, it did it itself. Where is he from? Where did he come from? How was he born? He had to been born from somewhere. And I just remember just not knowing how to answer. Because these are things you don't question yourself. You don't question the creation of God. Yeah. You don't question how he came to existence. You just know there's a God. He created He created light. And he said, there, let there be light. And there was. And I remember I couldn't answer him. Because at that time, I didn't know what to say. And I was I was really, I was really sad. Because I, I, I just kind of shut up and didn't say anything. And then in that moment, another atheist friend said, well, where did the Big Bang came, come from? Huh? Did it just create itself? Did it just exist out of nowhere? Something had to create it. And in that moment, my atheist friend had stayed quiet. And I saw that no matter how much the people have tried to explain or to minimize the importance or the creation of, of our God, there's always going to be some some way that God's gonna use other people to prove them wrong. Yes, and it really comes down like because he said in the beginning he said let there be light, mm-hmm. and that's where light came from, because everything he spoke into fruition became reality. 
Because why is Earth the only planet that doesn't have inhabitable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if we were closer to the sun, we would burn. If we were far away, we would freeze. But mm-hmm. we we're perfectly in alignment where it's not too hot, where it's not too cold. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes to be where God, you know that God is real because you can feel the presence of him. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't feel it, he's there watching over you because you, each he has given you grace. He has given you his, um, yeah, he has you in his, his favor because mm-hmm. th- there's some people that don't wake up when they go to sleep. Okay. There's people that go out and yet don't ha- have the chance to go home to their families. Yeah, and then especially the young ones. Yes. Like teenagers, that's a lot. That's happening a lot nowadays. Many of them are involved in, you know, shootings and unfortunately in car yes. crashes. And um, and again, it's it, it's the thing where people get mad and say, "Why did it happen? Why did it happen?" And it's again, when I say this, it's not to be mean or anything, but it's 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 the truth. When you don't have the, when you don't cover yourself with the blood of Christ, you're seeing yourself every time after. Yes. And fortunately for us, we have parents who pray for us all the time. Absolutely. Um, maybe when we, because I can, I can, I'm I'm gonna be honest, when um. I was in high school. I wasn't 100% in the presence of God. I was just, you know, your typical, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. I go to church on Sundays. But if it wasn't for my parents praying for me every single day, who knows? I was, I honestly, I had, um, I used to have suicidal thoughts. And if it wasn't for my parents praying, who knows where I would be? And it's just people need to understand that. that it's the, it's not me being lucky. It's someone who's, t- who's um, has me in their hands yeah and that's what people don't people, people say that christianity is a sort of bunch of rules that mm-hmm. you need to follow but in reality it, it comes out to free will you have a you have choice you want to follow mm-hmm. him or you don't and back to that point where we are lucky enough to have is the our parents our pastor our preachers mm-hmm. praying for us because and now Nowadays, the, between the ages of thirteen and sixteen, or even even on, there these oh no one loves me, or oh, I just want to die, I just want to be gone, mm-hmm. and that's the enemy saying no one loves you, mm-hmm. just take take your way, take the pain away mm-hmm. right now, but they don't know that God's right there handling. And it says in the Word of God, I don't know, I don't know verses very well, but this one verse that God is your only friend. Yes. God is the one who's never going to fail you. And that took me such a long time to understand. Because you have, that's another thing. When you feel alone and you have friends, but maybe they're not there for you, there's always going to be one. And that's Jesus who's never going to leave you alone. Absolutely. And there's always going to be there with you. And he's the one who, who works in you, you know, to, to take away that sadness and to fill your heart with joy. But again, people, what I don't. Well, if I can't see it, if I if I can't see it, I don't believe in it. Type of people. Yeah. And like you said, people need to see it so they can believe it, mm-hmm. but they don't see oxygen to believe it's exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. And mostly because people tend to think our life is easy because we have God or because we follow a bunch of rules. But they don't know the suffering that we go through in in the door. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this because 
Like you like said, God is your only friend. He will never stop you in the back. He will never leave you. He will be right there. Mm-hmm. And God brings people in your life that will help you and show you that He's not. He's not. He's not, He's saying people that want for you to show you mm-hmm. that you're not alone. You have people that love you mm-hmm. and care for you. And I re I realize that because. Thing like, like you know my grandparent passed away and yeah. and there's there's only a couple of people that that I consider friends in my past that reached out and oh are you okay but also like people like you and people from church that came up and I'm sorry I'm here and those are the real friends that that God wants you to see mm-hmm. that. It, they're there for you and caring for you and won't let you drift away. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where you're going to pass by because we'll, we'll, we will gain friendships and then sometimes we'll lose them. And yeah. that's another reason why I strongly depend on my God because you can have the best friend that is faithful to you, but then if something happens, you can probably lose that friend yeah. in such little time. And I've come to learn that I really do need to start trusting i do trust god but like i said i'm human i'm i'm human my my not my face but sometimes i will depend so much on one thing that i don't see that i should be depending on my god for said thing yeah because for friendship i there's was there was one friendship that i had that i was close to her and she was in church and we were inseparable and then something came along and it took her took her away and I was heartbroken that I lost such a friend that we basically kind of together grew and spiritually and to see her be taken away she by she on her own left and I was just heartbroken and then that's when God started working in me that that no matter who it is someone will eventually fail you not everybody but there's going to be those people who fail you and that's when you need to learn that your God is the one who's never going to fail you. Yeah. Because there's only one perfect man like, mm-hmm. that lived, and that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And people tend to think that, oh, you're, you're perfect, nothing's wrong with you. But in reality, we sin. Mm-hmm. Every day we sin. Exactly. We, we each have struggles of our own. And we, we, we lack the... Because our, our strive is to be perfect like Jesus, but we will never be perfect like Jesus. Exactly. Because we will always fail, we will always fall. But it's our courage and our faith to get up and say, "God, I'm sorry, take this away." Because mm-hmm. I'm not proud to say this, but I was a angry, angry guy. Because I was, I was bottled my my feelings in, mm-hmm. and not, not let them show. And I always thought that showing your feelings is a weakness, mm-hmm. because that was how we were grew up to be taught in yeah. schools. In society, like mm-hmm. you can't show your feelings because oh, you you could be weak or you be considered a little girl, and how that's how I was raised, and sometimes those those feelings, the anger would just spill out without me trying to mean so. Yeah. So, when God entered my life for for the third time, because. You you have the experience with God first time, though. Then you leave because you don't you don't you don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you come back, and He shows you 
but you say then you doubt. Uh, okay, is this is this good or bad? Mm-hmm. But the, then the he he needs to confirm it a third time. Like, no, I'm here. This is real. And in reality, he said that we go. He said that we take and more lives are saved because of us for our testimonies. Mm-hmm. God is pleased because he said he he will leave the ninety nine just to find one and that one person that repents and there's a party up in heaven and rejoiced because their son their daughter is back with him mm-hmm. and it's like the part the particle part, they, yeah, i can't say it <laughs> part, <laughs> particle like that that's also one story that maybe people don't it's it's christians know about it but maybe if you're not in church you don't know about it much about the son that leaves is welcomed with open arms and with a feast by his father and his brother um, tells tells the father why why are you celebrating him and it's because he has come back yes and people some people struggle to understand that no matter how many times you walk away he's not gonna he's not just gonna he's not gonna abandon you he's gonna be there but it's your choice whether you decide to accept him into your heart or not um like we said before uh, God's a gentleman. He's never going to force himself into your heart. Only you can allow him in. Yes. And some people strongly believe that, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of being in his presence. I'm not worthy of being here. That's exactly why you should be in church. For God to cleanse your heart. For God to, to take that guilt away. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to, to condemn you for sinning. We're here to, you know, to, for, to heal to yeah. be closer to his presence, not to shun you away and be like, no, you don't belong here. And some people kind of attack themselves more with their thoughts than reality. Because mm-hmm. people really do think that that they're just going to be shunned away because they're sinners. No, it's, that's not it. It's to, it's it's maybe a struggle, but it's your own thoughts that attack you there. Yeah. Mm. And, so, and some churches don't know the, the love of God. Don't mm. know. They just be there because they, they grew up and taught, taught that. And I feel like those are the churches that more people tend to go to because mm-hmm. those are like the big name brands of churches. But when if you find a church that won't judge you for your past and love you unconditionally like God told us to do, mm-hmm. those are the churches that are truly the ones that can heal you. Because mm-hmm. you can go to church and still be living in sin and still be have mm-hmm. that guilt. But when you go to God and when you commit that sin again, you feel disgusted with yourself. Yeah. You feel like, why did I do that? Why did I do that again? And that's the Holy Spirit condemning you. Exactly, yeah. Like, no, you can do better. Yeah, that's a, that's that's another thing that um, some, it's like you said, some churches don't focus on that. And people rather go to those. Because <clears throat> it's like, oh, yes, Jesus loves you. Don't worry about it. Just... Just give yourself to him and all good things will come. Like, Yeah, good things come, but there's always a fight after, like, not a fight, but there's always going to be a battle. Spiritual warfare. A spiritual war- there you go. Thank you. Thank you. A spiritual warfare. God's going to bless you in abundance, but you're going to have spiritual warfare. Um, it's not always going to be peaceful, happiness every day. You're going to have battles. You're going to be tested a lot. Um, kind of like how was it, was it Job? Yeah, Job. Sure. Job who got t- t- uh, tested 
by losing everything, you're gonna get you're not gonna get tested at that um, level, level, but you're gonna be tested. And this is not to it's like you know it's like one brother told me, um, brother Armando, hmm. he said, don't ask why, but ask what it's for. Hmm. God, what is this for? What what are you preparing me for? And that really stuck in my heart. Um, and it's true. What is this battle for? What what are you preparing me for? And some people just don't understand that. They don't understand that your your life as a Christian is will not be easy. There's going to be so many battles. But at the end of the day, in His Word, it says that His the um, walking in His way is not easy. And mm-hmm. so people think people, especially those who live in, um, go to your Sunday service, and that's it, and just live their life as they please. Are not gonna get those battles because they're living a life in how would you say uh, libremente like um, you know what I mean right yeah so they're living their their life freely as a, freely as they can as be. they can be exactly and in this church where the Holy Spirit condemns you for for your wrongdoings and corrects you in your way it, it stings because I'm pretty sure yeah. we've all been there and you're like ooh. I yeah. shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be saying that. Because it, it especially stings you when you know that the preacher, the pastor, directly says it to you. Yeah. You know what's worse? When they don't know you and they yes. say it and yeah. you're like, oh, God. They're all down. Or they don't, they don't know that you are doing that. And they yeah. say like, like, okay, I know this for me because I have to nobody. And it, yeah. it stings you like, okay, I should I should try to do better. Yeah, it's like that's the Lord speaking to me. I should listen. And there's some people, because I'm pretty sure you pastor has preached about it before that people people will say, You said that to me and I'm leaving. Yeah. It's like he doesn't even know you. He doesn't know like, the the things that you do at your at your own house. Exactly. And it's it's I honestly I find it great when that happens. Because yeah. like oh and it's happened to me with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Where your mom's preaching to like ah Got it, got it, Jesus. <laughs> the, the same thing that happens with me when your dad is <laughs> yeah. like, 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 okay, Pastor, like, God told you something that is directly to me. Yeah, like, well, then you recognize that it's for you. Yeah, and I just, I love it. I love it when that happens because that's just that's just the Lord speaking yeah. to you. And when it stings, I know I'm supposed to be changing something, and it does cost a little to change it. But the end of the day, it feels nice. Yes, because I, I don't know if you heard have experienced this, like when someone is, says your name, everybody when you go tell your parents, your brothers, did he get you? Did he call me? I said no. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then you, then it tells you again, like and people people some people think that it's just in, in your head, mm-hmm. but it took me a while to recognize that that's the Lord speaking, mm-hmm. and I. I given this testimony before. I was, I was sleeping. Then I know where I heard this loud voice. What did he say? <laughs> I just I sleep my mind. Okay. I, he said, yeah. "My children are being loose, especially the youth. Mm-hmm. Pray for the youth." And it's true because now the youth is just going out and not paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. They think that the, this life is just going to be one big party, and then they're going to die, and that's it. Or they can re- they can start focusing on God when they're old. Yes, I've heard that one so much. Yes, and 
Yeah. But in, in reality, you, you can either suffer one death and live a life, or suffer two deaths and suffer the second one. Because God says that there'll be two deaths, spiritual, a physical and a spiritual one. Mm-hmm. For those that worship Him and believe in Him and we have repented and accepted Him for life, will only suffer one death, and that's mm-hmm. physical. And then we will rejoice with, with Him. Then there's, there's the people that don't follow Him, neglect Him, and deny Him, mm-hmm. which will be suffer the first and second death. Which second death will be banished to the eternal pit of fire. Mm-hmm. And people tend to think that hell will be one party with yeah. all the other musicians that are creating worldly music that that cuss, that talk about sexual morality and mm-hmm. marriage. And then think that will be fun. But it says in the Bible there'll be gnashing of teeth, suffering. Mm-hmm. It, what it says. There's a, there's a story that says that this this guy, I, I don't know, even know the story, what it's called, but I, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> and then he went to hell and he, he, he told God, where is this, what, it, what is this place? Mm-hmm. I let Lucifer get a drop of water and put in my tongue. What is it, Lazarus? Lazarus. Yeah, there you Lazarus. go. There you go. And it said, it said, go send someone to tell my brothers, and my brothers, not to go, not to go to you, because I don't want them to come to this place. Mm-hmm. And it's real, because people don't understand that if if we can't if we can't bear being next to a fire when we go camping, or we get too hot at night when we come in blankets. Or even out in, out in the park when we were playing, we get hot yeah. and we can't bear it. Oh, I need to cool down. Mm-hmm. If we can't bear it, what do you think hell's going to be like? It's going to be unbearable. And I, I have heard a bunch of people, like you said, very similar, who say think think hell's going to be a great party for everybody where there's going to be, you know, partying and all. But it's just, it's those people who just don't, it's a bit of a strong word, but who kind of hate God in a way, and they kind of they kind of think that by being atheist or by even even worshiping the devil, they think they're gonna have a place down there where they can celebrate. And it's so sad because because if only they'd hear the testimonies of many people, because we we've heard testimonies yeah. at church of people who've personally been shown shown just through a small tiny little path through hell. That was no more than five minutes and felt like they were there for days. Mm-hmm. And you hear those and it's just chilling. It's just terrifying. And people like that make fun of God. People, like, yeah. The people who think that hell is a party, they make fun of God. Like, yeah, he's such a terrible person. I'd rather go to hell and celebrate and yeah. be partying over there and like kind of joke with the devil. I'm like, you don't know how how much you're condemning yourself there. Yeah. Because your your mouth, your words have power. Yeah. Like in the in in God's in the Bible it says that um you your mouth has the power when you speak. Yes. We can manifest things. And by manifestation I mean like uh let's say for example someone who's really pissed off and says, You know what, I hope you get in a car crash or I hope you die. They don't know that what they're saying is being heard and will happen. Yeah. People don't believe that. They don't believe that. But it's it's not 
again, when you don't know about the word of God, you don't know how terrifying that can be. And you can also manifest things through the word, through prayer. Another thing, you can manifest through prayer. Sure, it's not going to be right away within like minutes. It's going to take its time again because God's time is perfect. Yeah. But the times I've heard people just, just lightly just play with those words and just play around about the devil being great is just terrifying, especially with the youth. Because yeah. they take it as a joke. They take it as a joke. And you and I, who have grown a little, we're a little older than them. Yes. And we ourselves have, have had our experiences with God. It's like you kind of get scared for them. Yeah. You really do. You get scared for them because they don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Because it scares you inside. It hurts you inside. Yeah, exactly. It's painful to see yeah. that because you know what God's, what uh, the power of God, and you know what He's capable of. He's He's a God of love, but He's also a God that will correct you in your wrongs. Because you should never test God. Because mm-hmm. He will do things that you cannot imagine. Because mm-hmm. you joke around with that. Yeah, he can do, like, sing you sicknesses for months. Mm-hmm. And that's that's scary. I know if you feel this way, that that's ter- terrifying, where you think, okay, am I doing the right things? Mm-hmm. Am I doing, am I on the right path? Then you think about the end time when we'll be judged. Mm-hmm. Like, the fear of God saying, depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. That 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 scares me, and that drives me to do better each day. Cause those words are the most terrifying four or five words that you ever hear. Yeah, and I actually I, I agree with you there, and I do feel like that because I'll be doing something and I'll be I'll be feeling a really peaceful. And it's like I don't know, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, and I it, like it says he's like he's gonna come like a thief in the night. Oh, continue. Okay, so it's like on his word it says he's he's gonna come like a thief in the night. You don't know when he's gonna come. No. You don't. We don't know. People say, "Oh yeah, he's gonna come around this year, around this month." When like, you don't know, you're lying because it yeah. says not even the angels above know when. Yeah. None not, of not even the ones that are singing holy, holy, holy. Exactly. And so for me, I like to live my life thinking that I need to improve. Always, I need to improve because if I keep myself with the mindset of, "Oh, you're great." You're gonna go to heaven. Um, I can get comfortable. Yeah. And comfortable is not good. Cause then you fall you fall into that lie of of oh you don't have to do it. You don't have to try anymore. You're great. You're good. Yeah. You're doing what you gotta do. No, we always have to strive to be like Jesus, which is impossible, but we just have to admire and yeah. try, try. Not gonna be like him, but try. Yeah. The the way that Good at preachers, I admire so much because he has the passion, the fire mm-hmm. for it, and I like. I admire it because like I want to be that. Because mm-hmm. the day that God healed healed me from my speech impediment, because mm-hmm. I used to like like how to talk. I I I used to study a lot. Like I I um I used to study a lot. I didn't know like the words to say. Mm-hmm. But when God healed me that, that day, I said, "I said, okay." I told my mom, "I felt the, I felt something touching me. I mm-hmm. felt like a warmth feeling, mm-hmm. and I want to help people experience that same thing. I mean, I want to become a pastor. I want to become a preacher. I, I said mm-hmm. that for the longest time, and I still do. I still try to to show you that. And when when you tell God to use you, 
it doesn't necessarily need to be what you want. It's exactly. it's for what he wants you to be. Because for years I said God used me and he put me in the kids ministry, yeah. or teaching te- teaching the little kids that use me and he has placed me at the door greeting people, letting them sit. And he had continued to use me as in cameras, trying mm-hmm. to find Facebook, even pre- preaching once in a while. Yeah. And now, now singing. Oh, yeah. I just realized, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And with, with your help, I'm I'm trying to get used to and comfortable <laughs> yeah. with it. Because we all want to be used, but there's a, there's a few that will get up and actually work for the Lord. And then it's not only, it's it's that, and then also the 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 process of of being um of doing uh work for the lord it's a big process because for you to for you right now how long did it take you to start preaching from like the beginning beginning let's see i i went to church like around the end of 2017 i believe Mm -hmm. or 2016 from that point it took me about four Four and a half years. Yeah. See, four and a half years was your process to today. Yeah. Which is preaching and being in worship and doing cameras, right? Yes. Yeah, and doing cameras. It's it's it, and it's a process. Like for me, it was a process of six years, I think, to be where I am. From being uh just playing drums to playing bass to being a choir then to now being a worship leader. Yeah, it's like six years. And and um I didn't know how I was going to be used by God. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to play and that's it. But then God had other plans. And then someone told me, you're going to preach. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, you, you preached good. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. preach that time. And you see, it's not, it wasn't, I didn't want to preach. <laughs> I didn't want to preach. But it's not what I want, but what God wants. Yeah. And, but yeah, and, you, you, you can preach good. That's because of Jesus putting <laughs> words in my mouth. Every time, every time I, um, I preach, I tell God, don't let it be words coming from me, but yes. let me be your microphone and you speak through me. And let the Holy Spirit guide you. Yeah. And I feel like people try to rush things that God doesn't have them right there. Yes, that is one thing as well. Because I've heard of people who, like, let's say, um, we know, said church. Yes. That's a really big one. Who don't let anybody preach besides their family circle. And it's not not all of them have the ministry of, of preaching. Some of them could be music, some of them could be kids, some of them could be teachings, but they prefer to keep it within the my son will be a will be the pastor and the preacher because he is my my, my son. Yeah, my son. And same thing will go. Um he will then go, My son will be the preacher of this church because he is he has the last name. Like and that's not right because everybody has different callings. Yes. Like let's say like my, my father, if he if he were to get old <laughs> and he'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna pass the church on to my daughter because she is my daughter. I don't preach. <laughs> I don't I, I'm not a uh, I'm preaching. No. Hello. Yeah, like I'd rather him give it to somebody who has the calling of a pastor and a preacher because they will take the right decisions, they will know what yeah. to do, they'll be guided by God. And people don't understand that. Not all the time what you choose is the right thing. And and I, don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. And I feel like people tend to think that pastor's role is so easy. Oh my god, no. And that, that's that's another thing I admire about your dad. He if he gets a call at three in the morning to go mm-hmm. pray, he, he will he will sacrifice sleep mm-hmm. and go pray for them. And even if he has work in the next morning, mm-hmm. 
he'll still go to work after that. And I admire that from him too because I remember there'd be nights. This was maybe at the beginning when we started to grow. This was like maybe three years ago, five years ago, more than that. Um, I remember we started to get calls at three in the morning, two in the morning, almost every day. And then my dad would wake up and I could hear him because my room's right next to his. I could hear him and my mom just praying and praying and praying. And sometimes the prayer would last very long. And sometimes my dad would lay back and then he'd get a call five minutes later within that same night. Then again, he'd wake up and then start praying. And never did he ever deny a call. And if he and if he did, it was on accident because he didn't hear the phone or his phone died. And I admired that so much from my dad. And I aspired to have that same um, strong will. Because yeah. if it's anybody, honestly, if somebody calls you at like three in the morning and you're I'll, at school at like seven. I'll probably just fall asleep right yes, through it. Yes, exactly. I'd be like, mm, we'll call him early. And I admire that so much of my yeah. dad too. Because he, honestly, his faith is so strong. Sometimes I am embarrassed because I'll be at the house and like, you know, a show will come. I'm like, oh, nice. And my dad's on his Bible. And I'm like, I should probably do that too. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes we... Not, not neglect, but we stumble into our our flesh mm-hmm. and like, oh, we're watching TV or we're watching YouTube. Yeah. Then like we turn around, see our Bible, and just not, not just not turn, not seeing it. Yeah. Because yeah, like, like damn, I should have, I should have <laughs> opened it. And like, I don't know how you have this experience that where when you're 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 worshiping, you're praying, then you. When you look up, you open your eyes, you have you instantly see it one person, but you don't think nothing of it. Then you keep seeing them, seeing them, but only them. But you don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. But then, then someone just goes and prays for that person. Yeah. And they're like, ah, okay, and I should have done that. I have had that experience before, and I do regret not doing anything. Yeah. But then again, it's because that's because it's my my flesh saying no. You you're sinning at the, you're sinning. You're not, you're not, you're not okay right now. You can't yeah. pay for them. And it's, it's your brain attacking you most. It's always, it's always your mind. Because it says the biggest battle is the one in the mind. And uh, there's been moments where, like, it's like you said, like, I close my eyes and I'm worshiping and I open my eyes and I see them and only them. And there's something in my heart's stirring. Like, yeah. they need prayer. They need prayer. But I'm like, no, no, no. Like, right now, my mind is telling me, no, you're not okay right now. You're not okay. Like, you're not even, you're not reading your Bible. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I don't pray for them. And then someone else does pray for them, and I feel guilt. Yeah. And that's because I, I should have prayed. Yeah. Especially in the youth. Mm-hmm. Like, you wish that you could pray for them, mm-hmm. but then someone the someone else goes and prays and hugs them, like I said, I should have done that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something that we as a unit should, should be working on. Mm-hmm. And say, if God's calling us, to do so, we need to listen because it's that again. I saying we're, we're not perfect, we we sin, we fall, mm-hmm. and people don't know that. But also, we don't want we don't we don't want them to know what we are sinning about. Exactly. Like, like you say, you, sometimes you just your brain, like, oh, you shouldn't be you, you're sinning, you don't guilty into not doing yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, if in reality. You're you have struggles, but you have to over, overcome struggles. You have to overcome mm-hmm. sin, because as we're when we're born uh, by the age of five, we're we're very sinning, because mm-hmm. as soon as we know what's good and what's bad, mm-hmm. that's what sin enters. Yeah, 
And that's another, that's another thing. Where, necessarily, because I see these people like praying and speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. praying for other people, and I, like, I say, I wish I could do that. I wish, but it's in a matter of time. Because, you, you think of it, our like like my mom said in the preaching, yeah. they're they're on the way out of the, let's say of the congregation, mm-hmm. not necessarily leaving, but stepping down. Yeah. And the youth now are, are stepping up. Yeah. And, and the amount of time, because we, we're not perfect and spiritually. There's, mm-hmm. there's people that have been in the path of God for 15, for 20 years, and they have the most experience. That's why God is using them. Mm-hmm. But it, as we grow up, and we mature and learn the right things, that would be us. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but this little girl at church, you know who I'm talking about, she always has the courage uh, yeah, to that. to go up. I don't want to say her name for privacy reasons. Yeah, I, but, I also wouldn't say <laughs> For privacy reasons, but she, she always goes up and grabs the mic. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my brother, my sister. And the adults sit there like, oh, I don't want to go because it's too embarrassing to going up first. But as a kid, say, no, I'm first. I'm first. Exactly. Like when you're playing video, because when I was growing up, we had a six, Nintendo 64. Yeah. And we had Mario Kart. Like, no, I'm first. No, I'm first. And, but when we grow older, we lose that passion for being first, mm-hmm. for everything. Like, oh, I don't want to go first. Oh, should I be doing that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and if, if, even when we were we were teens, oh, I got shotgun. I'm first shotgun. But as, as soon as we go get to the age of, I feel like it starts at like a 30, we, we lose that fight for being first and not excited to be a, uh, I'm first. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. And people's like, oh, what should I do now? Yeah. And that that, that breaks my heart because you're showing your kids that going up there is a bad thing. Giving thanks to God is mm-hmm. a bad thing. Praying at the altar is bad because you, you see your parents, you see the adults just standing there with their hands closed. Mm-hmm. And that, that truly breaks my heart because yeah. the fir- the first few years I went to the church as soon as praise started or oh, in the middle of service I just go to the back with the little kids mm. yeah, I don't know I, I, I know you noticed <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been there before too so <laughs> and, and, and I remember this one specific day it was on a Sunday or was on a Thursday no, Sunday, yeah, because yeah, it was morning. Your mom was teaching that class. And I just put up the chair and so I would be my phone. And I'm actually, she was talking about, I said, Noah, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, it just caught just my attention. Like, okay, this can be a good way for me to grow, but also to teach them what I know mm-hmm. and for me to grow spiritually. Because... Kids teach you at the same time as you're teaching, teaching yeah, them. Yeah, they, they, really, they really know how to, you know, hit the right spots. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to God and you're like, oof. 
Yep. Yeah, it's the, for, for me. Well, it's because I know where it says be like children. Yes. Be like them. It says children inhabit the kingdom of God. And it's really hard because as you grow older, like, you're not, you, to think like a child is really hard because you're, that's the one thing too. You overthink. You overthink things. Like when, like, like you said, when that little girl goes to the front, she's not overthinking it. She's, I'm going to go and I'm going to say thank you to God. But when yeah. you think about it, it's like, no, I shouldn't because what I'm grateful for is very small. It's probably embarrassing. I probably shouldn't do it. I'm going to waste time. Like yeah. you're overthinking it. Like just do like the just children. do, just do, don't think. And that little girl teaches me so many times because I'll oh, be me up too. there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, because there's things I I want to say that I'm grateful for, but I I think like no, it's like really small, it's very insignificant, that I don't think it matters. And then she comes up and she thinks she thinks God because, um, man, a lot of things she thinks God for so many things, like her mom, her dad, yeah, just tiny things for school. And here I am, embarrassed to talk about how God healed my heart or how God helped me through a situation because I think that it's not important. Yeah, that's something I admire about you that the capability that you have for playing the the bass and singing at the same time mm-hmm. and the the way that you pray like it's something I have not seen mm-hmm. by my time at church and something that. I admire about you because you don't let nothing stop you from worshiping, praying God. Even even when the when service is over, you you still go down and pray. There's moments where where um it's because when you have a ministry, like like you have your ministry in preaching and preaching and yeah. cameras and all that, every ministry gets attacked in a way where you really have to keep yourself strong. For me, it, I get attacked so many ways in my mind where I'm just you know. Um, I get attacked by thoughts and it just keeps me thinking and thinking things I shouldn't be that aren't meant by God. And I some I somehow somehow find a way to fool myself into thinking, no, you're you're not doing the things right. You're not praising God how you should praise God. Yeah. But then it's always keeping yourself in prayer. Always, no matter if yeah. you're mad, if you're sad, if you're even if you're happy, you need to keep praying. And one thing I admire of you, Martin, is that you honestly like Every time I see you, you're like, how, how do I how do I say it? You're not you're not afraid to show your love of God. You're not afraid to speak heart like not harshly, but the truth. Yeah, and that's one thing I admire about you. Because when I preach or when I talk, I kind of restrict myself from going there. And I admire how you're how you're honest and you're not scared. And I admire that bravery from you. And then I know you get attacked a lot. Yeah, because it's not easy. Again, every ministry has its has its um, has its battles. Yeah, difficulties. Yeah, because um, when I was starting off in worship, at first it was crit- uh, I was getting criticized for my singing. Understandable, but I understand. <laughs> I, understand. <laughs> I was getting criticized for my singing, but then it, it wasn't just um, you know your typical um, what's it called um, helpful critique. You know yeah. that that critique that helps you improve. It wasn't that anymore. It was harsh 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 words to hurt my feelings and then that went to judging my playing because they didn't like it and then it went to judging my my style and it's just it was always something else something else something else you could never please them yeah and then once those people left and other people came oh yeah you're not good at this you need to start doing this 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 and that and again it was hard and then they left and then other people came same thing so it's, it's never gonna be over yeah never will yeah i feel like 
The devil says to discourage you and say, okay, mm-hmm. stop, I'm going to hang this up. Mm-hmm. And I get that a lot, too, um, where it's like, you know what, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, like, am I even doing this right? Well, like, what, what am I doing? And then I remember it took me six years to be where I am. I am not going to let go of this because God put it in my hands and he prepared me for six years to have this. I am not going to let it go because I'm having a little tantrum in my head that I am not being used by God. Yeah. And then it goes away. I kind of like slap myself yeah. on the wrist because <laughs> that's the only way to get your, you know, because you, you can't attack it. It's your thoughts. It's always yeah. going to be your thoughts. It's not going to be other people. It is going to be other people, but then what they say will be stuck in your brain. Yes. And for me, every single day I have to remind myself, no, I was chosen from my mother's womb for this. Yes. I was chosen by him. He gave me many, many, um, how do you, how do you say it? Confirmations that I was going to do this, this. Yes. And so I am not going to let my brain fool me because my flesh is weak right now into giving up something that he gave me just to give it to someone else. And then I will regret it. Yeah. The, 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 since I was, like you said, God has chosen you if we mother's womb day one. Mm-hmm. He knew what you're going to become. And something that I didn't notice until you just said this right now, that God was preparing you. And like for me, talking normal is talking hard, like hard to other people. Yeah. Like I said, I'm speaking normal and you think it's loud. But that confirmation that the voice that you have is significant to specific things in your mm-hmm. in the life that in the world that you're going to. Cause as if when I preach, I try to not preach softly, but to learn my voice mm-hmm. and for people to understand I'm not screaming at them. I'm just telling what God has given me. Mm-hmm. And a thing that I felt bad, it was last month when I was preaching to the little kids. <laughs> I preached, like, like, I was preaching to the youth, like, because they're just, it was, it was, it was the altar call mm-hmm. and, and they're just standing there. And I was like, and, Something inside me just rushed. Like it was like a tingly feeling from my feet all the way to my head. Yeah. And that only happens when, when I'm preaching, like preaching to the adults, to the youth. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that tingly feeling is something that it, it hits hard to people. And the, the thing I said that is the time they have with God is for you to have a connection with Him. Mm-hmm. And for you not, for, it's like. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you, and mm-hmm. I just want to stand here. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it truly hurts people when that happens, because mm-hmm. you don't know if you're doing the right thing by telling them, or it's time to pray, mm-hmm. or it's like you do not do it, or not to pray, and you're not you're ignoring God. Say, hey, come on, mm-hmm. let's pray. It's hard to say, do I right have them feel bad like they've been forced? Or do I please God and tell him, come on, it's time to pray. Because mm-hmm. either one, you're you're trying to please one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand that very well because um, it's like when I, when, well, for you, you know, they just stand and just look at you with their eyes wide open and they don't kneel. Yeah. Um, like when I'm, there's been moments where I've been service and they don't close their eyes to pray. And when you do the altar call, they don't come. They just stand there just looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And sometimes I have let myself get controlled by my anger. 
and I'll kind of like want to call them out. But then again, it's it's um I did my part in telling you what to do, no, not telling you what to do, but to guide you to what to do. Yeah. And it's your decision at your age. Be a child, be a teenager. Teenager, it's your decision whether you either do it or not. But I did my part, and that kind of has kind of helped me a lot. Because there's been moments with youth where I, I do get, I'm not gonna lie, I do get angry sometimes. Um, and we'll get angry because they just stare at you and you call them and they don't go. And it's like, you know what, I'm not gonna force you because by forcing you, I'm gonna push you away. So mm. so it's like, you know what, it's your choice. But it, it is it is a bit angering how how they have seen through their parents' miracles. Cause I know a couple kids whose parents have had miracles happen in front of their own eyes. And they just pretend as if it never happened. Yeah. And so when you try to get them involved with God, they just don't want to be. I feel like right now they're at that age where they think Rebellious, that yeah. they're they're like too cool mm-hmm. or like being at church is a waste of time. Yeah. And, and I feel like that that time is where God shows you the most. Mm-hmm. And but. At the same time, you want to see that. Come see, this is way better than suffering out there. Yeah, yes, definitely. It's better to to be in there in church, even if it, they're a little, you know, a little bit stubborn. close. To, yeah, stubborn. <laughs> that's a good word. Even when they're a little bit stubborn, it's best for them to be in church rather than outside doing something yeah. they shouldn't be. Because maybe they're not bad kids, but their friends aren't aren't good good people. Yeah. Because I know, I know a couple kids who, who are really good kids. They don't get into trouble. But their friends are troublemakers, and they end up getting them into trouble. And it's just, yeah. they learn their lesson the hard way. And that's one thing I, I tell them. Don't let something bad be the thing to get you involved with God. Yeah. Don't let it be something tragic that gets you close to God. Because when that happens, trust me, it is the worst feeling in the world when when something really horrible happens and that's when you start to like um how do you say clamage? um you start calling out to god yeah like you don't want that you don't want to call him out when you're in your worst i mean he's gonna come to you but you don't want to hit the lowest point. part point in your life and then start calling god i i say start searching for him from now where you are right now before you do something that you're not supposed to because once you're in the path of God, he's going to keep you safe from all those things. Yeah. He's going to keep you from, from making bad decisions because you're going to depend on him. And when you depend on him, he's going to be the one opening the doors yeah. to your decisions. And that's something that people, I myself even struggled for a bit to understand because there was a moment in my life where I didn't know what decisions to take. And when I put it in God's hands, all the doors opened. Yeah. The doors opened by themselves because of him. But when you're not in God and you depend on your own, your own wisdom, yeah. supposed wisdom, oh, you're going to fail. You're yeah. very much going to fail. And hey, I say just start start walking in God now. Like when you try to do something by yourself, but you stumble and fail, mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, I should wait for God. And that's something I, I need to go and learning that everything is in God's timing. Because, mm-hmm. like, how to put this? For me... Like, seeing all my friends in these relationships, like, they're having, like, like I started they're going out, like, on, on dates. <laughs> like I said, I'm like, damn, I wish I, I could be doing that. Yeah. And, like, I need to be patient because the one that 
God's bringing to me is his own timing and I need to learn yeah. how to be patient with that yeah. and and sometimes I like it's like like when when like oh, I, 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 I want to have and that's a great point too that's another thing that that, that um we need to talk about as well is the relationships yeah. those are important too because let's say for me for my age I all of my all of my classmates are married and have children most of them <laughs> should be married. And um, and I see them, I'm like, gosh, like, I could be married. And then my mom's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you're in God's, you're in, you're in, you're walking in God's, God's path, right? I'm like, yeah. It's not your time. All of them rush. She's like, are they, are they, are, I like, how, what, what can, what assures you that they're having a, a the happy life that they, they post. suppose and post about? How do you know that? I'm like yeah, you're right, and it kind of comes down. Yeah, because all of my all all of them are married, and then I think about it, it's like I'd rather be with the right person in like seven years. Yeah, because God, because God is, because that's one thing I tell mom. So this is all right. I'm gonna get into the whole uh, thing. I could just picture about saying it to Cause, you. Cause, yeah, so my mom is the one who really teaches me about this, but I rather she says I rather wait many years for the right person to come. Than to end up with the wrong person who's gonna stop me from from following God. Because yeah. many times, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it before. There's 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 um how do you say matrimonials? Matrimonies. Yeah, there's like matrimonies. Matrimonies who who struggle because they're 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 not the same. Yeah. One follows God and the other one doesn't. They fight because oh he won't let me be in church. Oh oh she doesn't want me to go to church, and then they can't be receiving. Um, they can't be administered as much as they want because yeah. they're fighting and that's one thing like mom tells me look you wait at god's time that way he brings you someone who loves god as much as you do yeah and then that's one thing that keeps me <laughs> keeps me from having those thoughts of man i could be married yeah i feel the same way because in, in my class i was i was probably the i was probably the second or, or, or the first mm-hmm. oldest kid in my class because most of them are 18, turning 18 or 2019. I'm about to be 20. Like, uh, like, and I see them like going out, having these cute couple dates. Yeah. And, and, it's like, and the worst part is like, they don't know that they're living in sync because they go out mm-hmm. drinking, go out partying. And like, because what they consider a healthy relationship nowadays, um, it's not really healthy. No. Especially because now they live in free, freedom, a very free life. Because now matrimony is not seen as a beautiful union between two people, but just like a, a a rope that ties you down. Yes, and it's harsh. But the, the thing that I, I always say is that the my uh, the first girlfriend I have, I want her to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Because if if you have like say, oh yeah, she's the one, then that's the one that God brought to mm-hmm. you. Because Except you want someone to love God as much as you do to join that union. Because not everyone is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think the same way too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was waiting. I actually have the same thought process too. Like my first boyfriend's the one who I'm going to marry. And it's because since I waited at the time of God, um, I don't see myself with anybody else rather yeah. than that one person. Because that's who I'm going to build my future with to follow god yeah and um people it's funny because i get nagged 
like by by people who don't know me they're like but you should be dating get to know people how are you gonna find the one if you're not looking i'm like i don't know how to look god was bringing god, to me bring it to me and then they and then hold on wait they tell me they tell me oh but he's not he's not gonna bring him to your to the church as you know just like that i'm like you don't know god you don't know what <laughs> you don't know his attentions you, you, are yeah you don't know you don't know and you know i think about that like that one time who was what prophet it was he brought them a, uh, i don't think it was a prophet or a disciple who who was just by a river and then god brought a fish that had a coin in their mouth to them uh, you know uh, who was. Yes, 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 uh, yes i think about that and i think about how god brought so many things to prophets and to to disciples yes. okay how, how how are you gonna tell me that he's not gonna bring me the person yeah. i'm gonna spend my life yes. with and it's like it's like you you believe what you want, but I be, I strongly have faith in my God and that His time is perfect, and so I'm not gonna yeah. rush it. Yeah. And, yeah. And people people back then like rushed oh, into yeah. into marriage into relationships because mm-hmm. the generation before them they said that they were had married by sixteen mm-hmm. and like oh you should be, you should be doing that, but in reality. God will bring you the one that fits perfectly to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like he made Eve out of Adam's ribs. Mm-hmm. And they were perfect for each other. Like, you see that the most cases are divorce cases in the United States. Because yeah. they just marry to marry. Exactly. It's not It's not seen as, as a bond anymore. As a special bond made before the eyes of God. But it's just seen as a rope that ties you down. Because people will get married and it's like, oh, but if it doesn't work out, I can just get divorced. Yeah. Uh, you know how many times I've been in, in weddings and they're like, and someone jokes about how, oh, yeah, uh, be happy to both of you as long as it, like, for, even if it lasts a short time. Like, that's not something funny yeah. to joke about. Because yeah. it's just a joke now. And I feel like the, the thing that causes it is because they let the enemy enter the mm-hmm. matrimony. Because it needs to be one circle between you and the person you marry, mm-hmm. and that, and there's one more, and that's God entering. Mm-hmm. So in the circle, sorry, it should be three person, three people: you, the person you marry, and God. Exactly, and people like we said nowadays, they don't, they don't see it as something serious. Yeah. But um, as that's one thing that the youth need to learn as well, is that. Um, if you really want to have a success, especially if people like around my age, yeah. if you want to have a successful marriage, you need to start start depending on God because God's gonna bring the right person to your life. Because I know a couple people who got married with the people with the person they thought was the right one, and their their life is miserable yeah. because they're mad at them that oh you spent too much time at church, you're not giving me attention, you're not supposed to do this. Or, or they start off as they trick them by saying, "Oh yeah, no, no, I'm a child of God. I love God," and then they show their true colors after marriage. Yeah. And I find that so sad. And that's why I tell people, I tell people who are younger than me, or my age, like, just wait, wait for God to send you the right person. Well, even, even if you're in your thirties, wait for God. Well, you're pretty young to, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I'm like, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm no rush. <laughs> that's why I joke about, I joke about it, but I'm, I'm, I just joke about it. I'm not being serious. Yeah. Yeah, no. it's always the case, but you see what happened in the world, and like, okay, mm-hmm. this is happening. Is am I truly ready for this kind of commitment? Mm-hmm. And it's always something 
and your mind says, oh, you're lonely. And But in reality, yes. in reality you're not alone. <laughs> God is with you yeah. in every step of the way. That's, yeah, you hit the right, you hit the right I know. one right there. Yeah, yeah we're like, oh, I'll just be thinking, gosh, I'm lonely. I'm like, no, I'm not. I have my mom. I have my dad. I have Jesus. I, don't, <laughs> I have Jesus. That's all I mean. The, the thing I strive for is to have a relationship just like my parents. Yeah, I love your parents. Your parents are great. <laughs> I think I think the 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 matrimonies, the couples that have the best relationships are the ones that have God in them. Yes. Like your parents, your mom like jokes jokesingly <laughs> about like with your dad. Like, yeah. like don't say that. Like, it's funny because they're so there's such big opposites. It's amazing. It's funny, and I actually aspire them too because because my dad is so spiritual, and my mom is also very spiritual. But they balance each other out in yeah. like a perfect way. Because my dad's like the overly joke, joke, joking one, and my mom's a more serious one. So it's funny because my mom will kind of be like, "Hey, get like calm, calm down, down, calm down," and then my dad be like, "Hey, lighten up a little bit." So it's funny, uh, yeah. But since at, when they first met, um, technically, dad, my dad wasn't a Christian. Oh yeah, he, we we all know that. Story. Yeah, my dad, my dad wasn't Christian. My mom was, and it's funny because my dad. Change himself. Yes, yes. Well, technically, God changed him. Changed him. It was funny because um, my dad asked my mom if she was Christian, and my mom thought, "Oh, he's looking for a Christian girl to to be be with." Yeah, to be with, and she's like, "No." My dad's like, "Perfect." He didn't <laughs> want a Christian girl, and then my dad had his his um his encounter his encounter with God, and then he gave his life to God, and then both of them just became super strong. Yeah. And I, I think I admire your, your dad had so much trials and tribulations in his life, his walk, mm-hmm. but it made him stronger. And then the more, the more, not the more, but along the years, the, sometimes the battles get a little, a little more tougher than yeah. usual. Because um, there's moments where even I can see it in him that it's not breaking him, but it's kind of like hurting, hurting. It's hurting him. But him being the strong person that he is, he sometimes kind of keeps it to himself between him and God. He keeps yeah. his battles most of the time between him and God. And my mom and I don't like pry. We don't pry into it because it's like you know what, it's a personal battle. But it, yeah. it's it's heartbreaking sometimes seeing the battles that he can go through. But at the end of the day, we know that he's having an impact on people's lives. Yeah. If he wouldn't be having these tribulations, who knows? So I feel like. In order for you to grow in God, you, you need to go to those, those fires. Yeah, and it says in Psalms, I believe it's in the 100s, mm-hmm. that God is walking with you through the fires and will never, never let you go. Yeah. He will always have you in, in your palm in his hand, taking care of you, not letting anything bother you. Because he has those tribulations set in stone mm-hmm. for you, for you to come out stronger. And then we've heard, we've heard that phrase of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger that's that goes for the battles that one yeah. has because maybe it'll weaken you maybe emotionally it'll make you it'll drain you yeah but but at the end of the day if you resist in god it's gonna make you stronger maybe in something that you weren't as strong like let's say uh emotionally um i wasn't strong a couple years ago and people the people who criticize me would make me cry and it was about for a year it lasted and then after that i became stronger and i could handle it 
Yeah. And then that's when another battle came that was a little more more tougher than that one. So everything that happens is to make you stronger or to prepare you for something. Yeah. And um, I like to, and that's why when I get attacked in a way, which is, is it's good to to recognize attacks. That's amazing. Yes. It's really good to like you identify what the attack is. And attacks don't necessarily need to be like physical. Mm-hmm. It, it can be spiritual. spiritual it can be emotional. sin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's very good to identify it from the beginning. That way, you can kind of kind of target it in your prayer. And um, that's that's another thing that I've learned also is to right away when something happens, identify what is the attack, and then pray about it. Because yes. if not, it's just going to keep coming at you and coming at you yeah. because you kind of decide, oh, it's just happening because this happened. No, no, no. It's happening for a reason. Absolutely. And people don't realize that they always just happening because it's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's, cause there was always a purpose behind it. Yes. Some people, unfortunately, some people do fall, do um, get defeated by them. Um, it's really sad because there, there's really strong people who kind of fall into the lie of, I couldn't beat it, so I just give in. Yeah. And it's really heartbreaking because I know people who uh, feel upon. And when you fall, you recognize it. Exactly. Like the whole, like we said previously, the Holy Spirit condemns you. Like, oh, you, mm-hmm. did, you did this wrong. So you need to go back to God. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we need to put in the, in the youth today because... We we don't we don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. Yeah. Only God knows. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the preachers and the pastors say something, <laughs> and then it, it hurts you. Like, ah. see, wake up, boy, wake up. They're talking to you, yeah. and it's like, okay, uh, we need to change. I need to change for the better, because the fear of God hurts, mm-hmm. and. Being afraid is a good thing. Yes. Because everything is set, set for a purpose. Yeah. Because when you fear God, you kind of, you, you avoid to do things that you know won't please God. And that's why many times when I feel like, oh, when your mostly it's your mom. Your mom <laughs> preaches. That's when like, I like, how do you say that again? Um, I forget. Me too. But you know, it, it, stirs, it stirs in my heart a lot when your yeah. mom preaches. I'm like, ah, ah. And um, that that kind of wakes up the fear again. Well, not that not that I'm not afraid. It's more like kind of reminds me, reminds me over and over of the fear of the Lord that I have, and that I'm not afraid of God because oh, He's gonna do something bad. Like no, yeah. it's just, it's just like He gave me something. He can take it away. Yeah, that's another thing. Cherish what you have because if you don't cherish it, God can take it away. <laughs> same same thing for ministries. Yep. Like your ministry, if you do, if one day, like let's say one day I decide, you know what, I can't handle anymore, can't handle the critique anymore, I can't handle what they're saying anymore. You know what, God, I I I give, I can't anymore. So he's gonna be like, okay, he's gonna take it from me, give it to someone else that does want to do it, and yep. I'm not gonna get it back. No, and, and if I do, it's gonna be years probably. Yeah, and and it comes down to this: when you don't want to be used, God will just pick up another person, mm-hmm. and. I I like the thing that your dad says that he, he will use a rock just to yeah. to preach to people and it's <laughs> it's it's funny because most of them just say I want to be used but in reality they don't work for it mm-hmm. they don't want to strive for it yeah because it is it is it's like you know when you when you study for uh, your dream job 
it costs you. It costs yeah. you tears, stress, hours, stress. But at the end of the day, you're gonna ha- you're gonna get it right. Yeah. Why give up halfway through your studies when you're when you're almost there? You're halfway, or maybe you're close to halfway. Yeah. And people don't understand that you're not just gonna get your ministry and boom, like this. There you go, do it. No, it's 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 preparing you. It's to see if you can handle it, and to see if you give up, he's gonna give it to someone else. Yeah. It's like it's like a job. If you don't want the job. You you give it to someone else. else. And if you want it back, you're going to struggle to get it. You're going to work even harder for it. There's this one testimony of a lady who was a worship. I don't know if she was a director, but she'd sing. And um, she, uh, this was back in the 80s, I think. And um, she would sing for the Lord. And one day she said that she was tired of singing for the Lord. And so the God, um, God, I don't know if he, um, something happened to her vocal cords. She can't talk anymore without having those little machines. that are vibrational. Yeah. She needs that to talk. And she preach she preaches about how how don't let go of the ministry that God gave you because he can take yeah. it away. And I'm not saying this to scare people. It's more like this goes for this this goes more for people who have been doing it for years and years and know about the word of God and have heard about the word of God and are conscious of, of their ministry. Absolutely. For new people, it's more God's more I don't have to say lenient, but he's a little more like patient with new people because you're starting off you don't know what you're doing well but for us old people i say old people because we've been in this for more than five years yeah we should know better we should know when he's talking to us Mm -hmm. in certain specific points and back to the preaching it hits you hard Mm -hmm. like i like how the one of the brothers said i know you you were there it's a he said that the church is our our corner, and but out there in the world is our, our is the battlefield, mm-hmm. and it's true because that's where we get the knowledge, the teaching, the spirit to refill us. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we go out there, we get attacked and attacked. We get criticized for believing in the God. Yeah, especially nowadays. Now, nowadays, they think that it's foolish to wait until marriage. Oh yeah, and it's like like. You're just condemning yourself. And then people tend to okay, why do I feel lonely? Why do I feel this? Why why what what's the cause of my drinking? What's, it's cause the thing that was meant as a beautiful thing, as a union, you used it and mistreated it. And now that per, that person that you had is actually morality with has a part of you and you have a part of them. Mm-hmm. Then you're passing it passing it around. It's, then they become chains. It becomes chains. It's, it's if it's not one thing, it's the other. It's yeah. it's all everything is not a coincidence. No. Everything is for a reason. And then whatever you have in your life that you know, like let's say for an instance, let's say an example, alcohol. Yeah. Your grandpa was a drinker. Your dad was a drunk as well. And now you're becoming a drunk. That's a chain you need to break. Yeah. Same thing for, um. Anything that follows your generations is is a chain. Yep. And and unfortunately for those who aren't in church, they don't identify the chains. They don't know what chains are. Yeah. And it's not until you kind of go to God that you realize what it is. Absolutely, because God shows you, and he he said that he will get he will give people visions and he will give all people prophecies. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And when, when 
when you're sleeping in, you see something that is bad. It's what it's what's coming. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we need to learn to strive to to realize to open our spiritual eyes. Cause if you if you're in the church and don't have to have something spiritually, you think, oh that's normal or that's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But if you have spiritual eyes, you know that okay, there's there's attacks going on there and there's something going on in the lives. Mm. It's it's hard in living this world nowadays, being a Christian and being criticized each way you go, each step. Yeah, because uh, every day it's more liberal. So yes. it's it's just persisting. And even now more now because all these things are happening uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. In Israel, in in the deserts, there's water in the deserts, and that's a prophecy yes. of the Lord. There will be earthquakes and tremors in places that they didn't have any, and now there is. And, and something that I will give advice to to each every single one of you: seek the Lord, ask forgiveness, repent from your sins, because like Jay said. He will come in deep in the night. You don't know when, you don't know where, but he will come. And the day of him returning is closer and closer. And as soon as he closes the door, you will not be able to have that account with him no more. And I say, I forget, I'm not just talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) And I say to you that um, start searching for your relationship with the Lord because I tell you from experience, personal experience, it's it's a beautiful peace that's given to you. If you're if you're if you have anxiety, it's he gives you such a peace that's just undescribable. And he starts he starts opening the doors for whatever you need, whatever your necess- necessities are, he's gonna open those doors. It's just giving yourself to him. Again, um, he's not gonna force himself into your heart. Um, if you open up. He's going to gladly take over. What's that? Yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> I saw your phone. I know what time it is. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's move on to the question point. Oh, oh, we have a question point? Okay. Do you have any questions? Oh, um, um, we touched most of the things that I was going to ask. So... I no questions. No questions? Okay. Uh, I, have, I have two questions for you. Oh, when was the point when you realized that you have the ability to lead worship and be the 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 bass player that you are? Bass? Okay, I'm gonna start with the bass. Uh, the bass. I was in sixth grade. My teach. I talked about this in church. Yeah. My music teacher had um, introduced me to the bass, and I learned how to play. It. And then two years later, uh, when I went to high school, I didn't think anything of it. And then when we got into this church. Um, they had first drums. I learned a little bit of drums, played the drums, and then I moved on to bass because the bass player who was there two years later after after this, um, he left, and so they needed a bass player. And then he's like, um, the worship director in that time was like, oh, I touched, uh, you know, a little bit of bass, go for it. Yeah. And that's when I started. And then four years later, oh, this was in two thousand sixteen. 2016 yeah um four three years later 
that's when um, they start to, the worship directors started to leave. There was nobody to, to lead worship. And then that's when they're like, you know what, you're the, you're the person who's been here the longest. And you kind of know how to lead worship. And then they kind of pushed me into the waters with that. And I struggled because, again, I got judged for my singing, my my playing, all of that. But then right now to this day, I can confidently say that that God has uh, God is using me to to lead lead the worship team. And I'm grateful to God for those difficult times. And for the other one, what was it? Sorry, who was it? Yeah, uh, worship. Oh, yeah, worship. I think you touched the base on did, that, too. I did. I did. Play, okay. Play, play, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Well, that's the two questions. Well, those are the two questions. Okay, so, yeah. uh, okay. the time is running up for this episode. Thank you so much for being on this thank episode. So, I uh, thank you. God bless you. And bless you keep doing what you're doing. I admire everything you do because you're a strong woman. And brothers and sisters, God bless you all. I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> it's going to be one of my long ones. It will be up there for quite a while. Um, God bless you all. Hope you have a wonderful evening, day, night, whenever you're listening to the episode. God bless you all.